Hi, sisters, and welcome back to E-Girls. We're your hosts. I'm Emma. And I'm Eleanor. So, kind of a special episode. It's our last time recording in our state-of-the-art recording studio. Definitely not my bedroom, (laughs) because I'm moving. Yes, it's back-to-school season, so. Yeah. Eleanor, if you didn't know, is about to become a law student. I'm going to law school. Yay, claps. (laughs) I'm terrified, but it's going to be good. Yeah. So where are you going to law school? I'm going to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. So we are both Vols. Yes, we are Vols. Me and Eleanor never would have thought it are Vols at the same time. VFL. Even though I'm a Nashville Vol and she's a Knoxville Vol, but still Vols nonetheless. Yeah. And you are going back for your second year of your master's. My MSW, baby. So basically, we're just big girls getting our graduate degrees. We're I guess yours is, is is uh, law school technically like a graduate degree, or is it? It's like a professional degree, I guess. Oh, gotcha. Which is a grad, but I don't know if there's I feel like that's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm moving to Knoxville. My room is an absolute wreck with moving boxes all over the place and just shit because I'm a hoarder. <laughs> Not actually, but a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, there has been a lot of good shows mm-hmm. and TV and books. We've just been exploring a lot of content this summer. so Been we- enriching our minds. Yes, yes. So we thought we'd enrich your minds yes. <laughs> with our content. And, I mean... Of course, you guys know Bachelor is, like, our number one. We're probably going to wait till that for the end, mm-hmm. but... There's been a lot of new movies coming out. Yeah. Have you seen any good ones? So I saw kind of a problematic um, movie that's been in the news where the crawdads sing. Ooh, spicy. Um, I also saw it. I saw it about a week ago. Well, we saw it so that we could talk about it on the pod. Yeah. Okay, it was a working... For research. research. It was for work. It was for research. Yeah. Um. Well, I was... So I was driving to the beach, like eight hours mm-hmm. and I was like well I really need to listen to an audiobook or something because I don't know how anyone could put together like a playlist of music to listen to for that long that's would like blow my mind <laughs> um so I was like let me just put on an audiobook and I knew that the movie was coming out and I really like Daisy Edgar Jones so I wanted to see the movie but I knew the controversy surrounding it which is that the author Delia Owens is wanted for questioning in a murder that happened in Zambia in the 90s. And her ex-husband, Mark Owens, is like the prime suspect, I guess. And her stepson. Which, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It sounds like they were just, you know, white saviors in Africa, in Zambia, where... And I mean, it kind of ties in with the book. Because it's like a lot about nature. So they're like naturalist naturalist yeah yeah um but they have some very racist views Mm -hmm. about africa and africans so he apparently was like training his own militia to hunt poachers which is a lot (laughs) yeah so like they're training a militia to hunt People, people who are yes. doing a bad thing that they disagree with so yeah. 
interesting reaction. Yeah, and it's like, obviously poaching is bad, but, you know, the resources that they're putting into forming this militia, it's like, yeah, maybe we could put those into, like, the community and, like, finding out why people are poaching. Education. And education. There's lots of things. And And also, it's just, like, white people coming in and, like, hunting local humans who live there. It's just, like, does not seem It's weird. It's It's very wrong. And, you know, there's people who are like, well, why should she be held accountable for her husband's actions? And it's like, okay, well, their mentality was pretty similar. And And, I mean, if she knows stuff about the murder and she's being called for questioning, but is fleeing the country, you know, that's sketchy. Oh, it's very sketchy. And I apparently they like showed the murder on camera. Like NBC was doing a special. Yeah, it was like literally like on NBC. It was on an American network. They were doing a was it like a gunshot? Like Yeah. So they were doing a special on Mark Owens and his militia, I guess. And they showed yeah. No, it's like absolutely. Is it online? Have you watched this video? I haven't looked for it. But apparently they show the poacher being shot, but they don't show who shot them who pulled the trigger yeah the final trigger but the cameraman said it was mark owens oh so they didn't like it is him it was him yeah no i don't think there's any doubt that he murdered this man yeah um so like because i'm confused like if all these people know about it and i guess it's like you have to be in the country yeah they can't extradite like yeah because yeah it's like all these people know that this happened how is this just now becoming a thing? Like, also, is there, I mean, okay, I can say I didn't read the book. I did see the movie, but I knew a lot about the book going into the movie. And I've heard, like, a lot of people make parallels between this whole, like, scenario and what goes on in the book. And I mean, in the movie, I can see it clearly, like, you know, she's on trial for murder. Like, You don't know if she did it. It's yeah. the whole question mark of the storyline. Yeah. So it's like, it's strange. what do you think about the like comparison? Like, do you think that's a worthy comparison? I mean, there's no doubt that she would have had to draw on her personal experiences yes, in yeah. writing this book. And it's extremely odd because, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she sees like herself as it almost seems like she's writing as herself yeah it's like oh this poor woman's like being persecuted yeah which i mean we won't give any spoilers for the movie or book but yeah it has to do with a murder and a woman put on trial yeah and no spoilers but like when you think about the ending and you think about herself it's interesting just interesting interesting. yeah much to think about there yeah but yeah so i was like fuck it i'll just listen to the book because i want to see the movie even though i know it's problematic yeah and i will say the audiobook was very hard to get into because it's one woman narrating doing all the voices and i hate when it's a woman doing man's voices i'm sorry it always sounds so stupid to me it's like does she like is she like she's like hey man no literally (laughs) well hi akaya i'm tate it's just like horrible (laughs) it's horrific and then him and chase have the same voice obviously because it's the same woman doing it and it's all just like stop and i was like i was driving with my father and we were listening and then it gets to like the sexual scene. Oh, y'all were listening together? Yeah, and I was like, eh, <laughs> off, turn this off. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I once I got more into the story, I was able to push through. Mm-hmm. But it was not my favorite audiobook, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that the book was like entertaining. I can see all the criticisms and other criticisms, you know, like I don't think Delia Owens has spent much time in North Carolina. Yeah, okay, okay. I haven't <laughs> we haven't gotten to this, but I was talking, so I haven't I don't know if my grandma went to see the see the movie and personally like I bet you knowing her her perspective on the book she probably wouldn't want to see the movie but essentially I was talking to her about it a couple months ago and she was tearing into the book for the lack of like because I know like what a lot of people praise about it is these beautiful nature scenes that she creates and my grandma so she didn't grow up like she didn't spend time in the outer banks well she has been to the outer banks and like all of north carolina coast but she did did live in charleston which is commonly compared to the outer banks area like in terms of like wildlife and like you know just like how it looks my grandma lived there for like 10 years 10 15 years um she like was at the citadel and she was pissed like talking to me she was like the way she describes the the like wildlife and like the vegetation and all this stuff is like so wrong. Like it's like she's like it's clear that she like really didn't do her research and didn't do her work to like understand the ecosystem and like look into it, which is so ironic considering that like the main character is essentially like a pseudo marine biologist. Mm-hmm. So it's like what the f? Like Grammy was like kind of just the way she was explaining it to me. She's like. I lived in that area for so long and like the fact that she didn't there was I wish I could remember the specific animal that my grandma mentioned specifically in our discussion but she was like this animal is like one of the most like iconic animals of this area and like was never mentioned in the book and she's the one she's this marine biologist like are you kidding me like so it is kind of funny and I mean it's just it just goes to show like I mean you know we we it's a book it's fiction so like being like super picky about things it's like really depends on who the person is but it just is like after like after the fact after you read it knowing that it kind of like turns it a little bit it like makes you not as like like content with it which I mean I you could say that for a lot of books movies tv shows it's like once I learned the the historical accuracy or like the inaccuracy it makes me dislike it a little bit more yeah and I think a lot of people had issues with the dialect as well Mm -hmm. um just being like this isn't how people in the Outer Banks talk and also like the two black characters just being pretty much like racist caricatures yeah very simple you know only there to like help the protagonist this white girl and also kind of there is a sense of comparing her situation to like theirs in being black yeah in the south where it's, like, rubbed people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, again, so, yeah, I certainly wasn't, like, this is a fantastic piece of literature. Like, I yeah. thought it was entertaining. I think all the criticism is completely valid. Um, and if you make a – if you create a book that's that big, you're gonna have critics that are, like, nitpicky about it. Yeah. Because, like, anytime something is big, there's always gonna – I mean – not, I think they're valid. The criticisms are probably, but like anytime that there's anything like that's really popular, like there's always going to be the people that are like, I mean, like, I don't like it. Like, it's just not that good. Yeah. Like it's what's not worth the hype. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Which is like, that's just a completely different thing. But I like, it's so funny to me when I'm like, 
books are popular for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> They're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you know what book, I mean? This book, like, the amount of people who are, like, obsessed with it. it yeah. Obsessed with it. I remember, I'm pretty sure it came out in 2018, because I remember I was working at Barnes & Noble, and it was, like, yeah. the biggest fucking bestseller that we had. Um, uh, but I, yeah, so going into the movie. Yeah. So it got, I knew going into it that it got, like, a 36% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. What did it so get from, like, audience? Do you remember? Like, 96. So it was, like, a great audience a, perspective, yeah. but, like, critics were like, this is horrible. Yeah, so I was like, oh, no, because that's pretty fucking low. And I mean, me, I like plenty some... of movies that have really low ratings, but <laughs> for it to be that big of a, like, blockbuster, such a big budget, yeah. I was very And they had, concerned. like, good actors in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's Reese Witherspoon's production company. She was, like, very involved with it. Yeah. So I didn't know. I didn't know what the problem was going to be. I thought maybe the timelines, because the book is pretty much on two timelines, two ongoing timelines, mm-hmm. which this is just, you know, little random. But I thank God in the movie they didn't include one of the parts of the audiobook that I found so painful. I like could not listen to it was Tate who's like 18 and Kaya's like 14 and he's teaching her how to read Mm -hmm. and he has to explain to her what her period is, which was so like, made me want to like. So she started her period and she didn't know what it was. Yeah. Which some people were like, oh, okay. This like biology genius didn't know what a period was, but it's like, okay, well she couldn't fucking read. She couldn't read. read. Yeah. I'm like, read. Why would she know what like animals periods are and that that happens to humans? Yeah. So I'm not necessarily saying it's like that, you know, crazy that that would have happened. It just makes me extremely grossed out. Yeah. It, like, gives me the ick. I mean, <laughs> that's, like, such a stupid use of that, like, term. But you know what I mean? I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Not him explaining her period. Um, and it reminded me of the Thornbirds, just briefly. Like, I've always heard it's like, oh, the Thornbirds, one of the most romantic novels of all time. It was written in like the 80s. It was like this hit miniseries. It's about a priest who basically falls in love with this little girl. How old? So she's like six when they meet. And they're not, it's like he sees her as like his daughter, okay? But they're supposed to have this like soul connection. Okay, oh and he's God. like Ew. loves her like no one else does. He explains her period to her, and then she grows up. And when she's eighteen, it's like Maggie is so beautiful, and they like get together. It's sick. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Aaron Taylor Johnson vibes. Yeah, Sam Johnson vibes. Yeah, I'm mm, like bad vibes. Like, do we think this makes priests look good? Yeah. Also, like, do they get together? Did you say they get together? Yes. The priests aren't supposed to, like, get with anyone, Exactly. Well, it's a whole thing. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not, like, spoiler alert. Like, this came out, like, literally 40 years ago. But his whole thing is he wants to be, like, the Pope. Like, he is, has so much ambition. So he's torn between his love for Meggie and his love for power. Yeah. And he ultimately ends up choosing power. But he's, like, always torn about it. And he leads her on, like, for years and years and years and they like get together and then he's like how how could you do this to me whore (laughs) because she like hooked up with him yeah oh my god so ew i will say where the wrong thing is not on that level 
Yeah. The movie definitely does kind of like blur the ages, I think. Well, that's what I was wondering. When I when I when I was watching it, I asked my friend, I was like, so how old is she supposed to be? Because like, you know, they look like they're like in their twenties. Yeah. So it's like and she was like, I think fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, she's and I was like, Well, how old 15. is he? And she was like, eighteen. So like I mean that's like 15 is like three years apart. I guess it's not like as big. Like people do that a lot. But like I was, I thought the age gap could have been like significantly bigger. I just couldn't tell because yeah. of like the storyline. Yeah. And I think one criticism that I would agree with is I think they could have used a 14 year old actor, like a yeah. middle actor for Kaya. Cause we have Kaya as a little kid and then we have, Daisy Edgar Jones playing Kyra from ages 14 to literally like 22. Yeah. But I think that was also intentional because they didn't want us. They, they didn't wanted to be the... a little more ambiguous again. Not that 14 and 18 is like, I mean, it's gross when you think about it, but it's like, he's teaching this girl to read. They're like, you know, she lives You're in the so swamp. right. And they didn't want to, they didn't want people to be like, Canceled. <gasps> she's so young yeah like, yeah that makes sense because i mean yeah because i like could've... oh he's going to college it could be like 15 and 17 well she kind of looked like even like she, like i was like the way they acted i was like oh she could be like 16 or 17 yeah you know what i and mean and the younger actors it's like he's only supposed to be a little older than yeah him. exactly so i definitely think that was intentional because yeah reading the book i was kind of like Ugh. you yeah. know it's not like oh my god, I'm putting this down. This is disgusting, but it's kind of, like, uncomfy. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad they did that. But it it definitely was intentional, I think. Yeah. And if you weren't paying attention to the years, I think you probably would have thought that that all happened in a matter of, like... A year or a two. A year or two. Yeah. Because, yeah, they obviously look the exact same because they're the same actors. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I thought the movie the movie was better than I was expecting with that low of a score. I thought, like, yeah, they all did southern accents. I thought they were fine. They were consistent. Yeah, I didn't think I'm sure there's people who are like, that's nowhere near accurate. And it's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. All right. Like, they're not going to learn, like, the distinct. I mean, maybe they could have tried a little harder. Method acting. I'm like, that's good enough for me. Yeah. I was fine with it um but it's whatever and they i'm pretty sure they actually did film in louisiana and not in the actual outer banks i think i read that but it looked it's just funny thinking about the show outer banks and this okay okay (laughs) i actually okay i actually was like thinking about that um i loved that show (laughs) i never actually watched it but i should it's just like you know like generic teen like rom-com adventure yeah Sounds it's, right up my alley. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I like binge watched it all. I hadn't seen it, and then the second season came out like last summer, and I like watched it like a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I watched it like twice. Yeah, because I watched it my own time, and then my roommates were watching it, so I watched it with them. So it's really not that bad. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hey, I don't. I'm a serial rewatcher. So yes, I don't. But. uh I also want to talk about a movie I saw. I actually saw it last night, so it's very fresh in my brain. Um, It's Nope from Jordan Peele. It's like his newest newest movie. He first did Get Out, then Us, and then this is Nope. So it's like his third big movie. And I would say I really did like it. It is very confusing in some aspects. But once after the fact, when I was like discussing it, I was like, whoa. 
realizing what all these things were happening, all these things meant, and it was good. So essentially, basically, essentially, what it is is this family who, um, this black family out living outside of L- L.A. They're horse trainers for Hollywood, so they like train all the horses that are used in movies, and it's like a family business that's been passed down for like several several generations. And what I liked most about it is how like you have to kind of wait until you have time to reflect to realize how connected it is um the main character is Daniel Kalula and his name is OJ and he is the main horse trainer and he's like connected to the horses he knows them so well and throughout the movie he talks in different ways about how training a horse is hard and like different aspects of training it and essentially what happens is this like UFO type thing appears like almost like stalking where they live there's like a a ranch next door who is owned by glenn from the walking dead if anyone watches the walking dead um and the ranch basically is kind of trying to buy their farm or they're they're buying their ranch and the ufo is kind of stalking that whole area and they don't really know what it wants and he starts to realize like the ufo is basically more of an animal tr- than like this like ship entity uh, that's being okay. trained it's more of like it's more have like animalistic if that makes yeah, sense than like yeah. this ship that's being run by people yeah you know does that make sense yeah or like aliens yeah and so it's really good his sister is kiki palmer her name's emerald in the movie and i love her character she's so funny there's this guy named angel who's essentially like he works at like a ufo store so it's like he comes in and he's he sets up all these cameras for them for the ufo but then he becomes like a main character it's really good i don't want to say too much about it because it could like spoil it but there's also this whole intersecting um plot line of their neighbor who glenn from walking dead who was on this when he was a child on this show um gordy's friends or something like that and gordy was a chimpanzee who had been trained um to be like an actor on the show basically Mm -hmm. and in one of the episodes he kind of went rogue and like basically like violently like started attacking like everyone on the cast and they make parallels between that and like the the horse training and the ufo it's like all these things are connected but you don't really know what it means until you really look at the big picture of the show yeah that was a long thing but yeah it just makes me think i just saw a tiktok do you remember Trevor the chimpanzee who ripped I, that lady's face off? I don't, but can you tell me more? Because that's probably it's probably the, what it's what what Gordy is based off of. Yeah. So what was Trevor the chimpanzee? Well, I was like scarred with this because my mom used to watch Oprah like every day, so they, I would watch Oprah with her. They mention Oprah a lot, and they say like we want our Oprah in it. They were trying. The whole thing is they're trying to get a photo of the UFO. Yeah. Um. And they want their Oprah shot. So, like, the type of thing that would make them go on Oprah. Yeah. 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 So, I loved watching Oprah. But this one was so... I It will never leave my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. It was this chimpanzee Trevor. And this um, lady did a really good job in this TikTok of, like, breaking it down. But basically, this couple... I don't remember where they were. But they're in America. Yeah. Adopted this chimp when he was a baby. And they raised him like he was a human son. Um, 
and he like grew up in this town everyone in the town knew him they loved him mm-hmm. and as he got older even though i think he was only like eight years old yeah when shit hit the fan but in chimp years you That's know old. he was grown yeah. mm-hmm. he like could drive a car they what like, year was this this was like 2008 oh my god yeah. um yeah and i'm like did they teach him or they just let him do that it's very bizarre yeah let me look up where they were trevor the chimpanzee um but yeah so he was always like so loved in the community oh no sorry it's not trevor it's travis 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 the chimp um he was in connecticut Mm-hmm. Which also just seems so weird. You would think this would happen in, like, Florida or something. Or, no like, somewhere in the middle of nowhere where, yeah. like, no, it's like, like, oh, we'll accept this. Like, not in a... It's, Connecticut still feels, like, up in the cities to me. Like, Yeah. No, this is... Yeah, this is in Connecticut. So, at some point, he started getting more and more agitated, mm-hmm. I guess. Because he's a fucking chimpanzee living in Connecticut. Yeah. You know? Um... And I believe his parents started giving him Xanax to chill him out, which only amped up his aggression and his problems. So there was one incident where he, I don't know if he was driving, but he was out with his mother, his Mm. human mother, and the police were there and he ended up like chasing the police around, Mm. like chasing them around their own cars. Like he was out of control. He was scary. And the mom ended up, kind of calming him down and bringing him home. Yeah. But the state of Connecticut passed a law after that happened that you cannot own a chimp over 50 pounds. Trevor was like 200 pounds. Holy Trevor was shit. huge. Yeah. Not Trevor. Travis. Sorry. Travis. Mm-hmm. Not that it matters. <laughs> so he was just getting more and more aggressive. Then the dad, the husband, dies of cancer or something. Mm-hmm. And her son dies. So it's just this woman and Travis alone together. And I mean, no one really knows what went down, but it seems like she probably was abusing Travis. Like she saw him. She kept saying she saw him as her son, but then people are like, no, she saw him as like her man. Like it was very bizarre. They would like allegedly drink wine together. Like what? Very strange. Very strange. I'm just trying to imagine this like in reality. Yeah. Like, it sounds like a, it's like Curious George. Yeah, it's But, like, Curious fake. George grown up. Yeah. And chimps are the closest to humans. Yeah, So it's like, exactly. he basically was, like, a full human. And that's like what the way Gordy, the character of Gordy is a chimp. Yeah. 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 So he's getting more and more agitated, and I think his mom knew, like, she should not have been alone with this 200-pound chimp. Yeah. And then this poor lady, I guess their friend, their neighbor, I don't know exactly. This lady comes over and she had known Travis since he was a baby. But his mom basically is like, hey, can you watch Travis for a minute? And like leaves. Mm. And Travis rips this woman's face off, rips off part of her skull and is eating it. Just like absolutely sick. Will not let go. Will not let go of this woman. And his own human mother ends up stabbing him in the back, like, trying to kill him. And he apparently turned around and, like, looked her in the eye and was just like, how are you, like, how could you do that to me? But then just turn around and kept mauling this woman. Eventually the police came and they shot him and killed him. 
this woman lived miraculously, but, and I mean, this is why the Oprah interview was so horrible. So this poor woman, you know, she's had probably like hundreds of surgeries, you know, Mm -hmm. like he literally ripped her face off. Um, so she comes to the interview and she's very covered up, you know, she has like a scarf, a face covering, a hat, sunglasses, everything. And Oprah makes this woman take it all off. Oh, my God. And this woman's blind. This woman doesn't know what she looks like. Yeah. And Oprah starts, like, describing what she looks like to this woman who doesn't want to know what she looks like and doesn't know because she's blind. So it was just bad. Like, I think a lot of people agree that Oprah handled it really, really badly. So crazy. Because that's, like... It's not the exact same thing that happens in the storyline, but like one woman, one child. At the t- I mean, she she probably was a teenager. The mm-hmm. character, basically exactly what you described, happened to her. Mm-hmm. What happened to the mom of the? Gordy? She ended up dying a couple or months Gordy, later. Travis, of I don't know what. Did she go to jail? Like, was she like getting? No, in trouble? Oh I don't, my god. Yeah, I don't think she was held liable at all, and so she ended up dying a few months later. That's um, and this woman sued the state of Connecticut and she lost, even though it's like, you should have, like... Controlled this. Yeah, this was you like, should have, like, about con- this. confiscated Travis. I don't know, like, put him in a zoo or something. If you pass this law, you can't have a chimp over 50 pounds and he's fucking 200 pounds. That's in- that's wild. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, the storyline, there is basically a woman in the story who's exactly what you described. I mean, uh, that looks like a human wearing a him? chimp suit. Yes. No, that's not. I think it is. This is from a that New York fake. magazine. It looks so fake. Um, but- Travis holding Sandy's grandson. That's a real picture. Oh, my God. I'll put it in the visuals. It's scary. But, yeah, the character of Gordy, I just don't want to say too much, but, like, how that woman looks, there is only a small part of the movie mm-hmm. where there is a woman that looks exactly like that. Yeah. And... It's just interesting. It's like very when you if you watch it just on surface value, it just seems like these all these plots are like so separate. Like mm-hmm. they don't seem to connect. It just seems like by chance that they're like connected. Yeah. But as you like as I think more about it, it the the it's more that the core message of the story has to do with like animals are animals. Yeah. And trying to exploit them in a way that um exploit them take advantage use them is they're going to clap back at you basically like and you shouldn't if you don't respect the animal as they should be respected then they'll come back and they'll get you that's a big part i think that's part of what the message is but i think there's so much more that's but then also jordan peele has outright like come out and been like I, it's not that deep. Yeah. He's basically, which I think I'm like, hmm, really? Yeah. But he's basically been like, I, I wanted to make a like scary movie, like a monster movie kind of. And that's what this is. And so looking into it so deeply, I'm like, dude, come on. These, these separate stories, like they don't just, they're not just separate, you know? Yeah. Um, but so is it more like psychological or is it like no. jump scare? Like no. what kind of horror it's, is it? I wouldn't call it jump scare, but it's definitely not psycho. 
psychological. Like you are seeing this UFO like yeah. all the time. Yeah. You see it and like it's suspense, scary. It's like it's like are like are is it gonna get you kind yeah. of thing. Like it's yeah. like this monster it's basically a monster movie. Like it's, yeah. is the monster gonna get you? Yeah. Um and but then there's also just like subtle to the core it's a monster movie but there are subtle like messages within it that are connected yeah and i think the biggest thing is like exploiting animals slash just exploiting people in general like i've seen a comparison made to like how black people have been exploited by hollywood throughout mm-hmm. history and yeah. like how that's a big part of it because like another thing that's a small detail that you learn at the very beginning is um Oh my, it's, gosh. oh my god it is storming it's storming outside, outside. <laughs> if you can hear that oh my goodness okay so this is a small detail but their great 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 grandfather was haywood he was a haywood and he was the first person to be documented on film like movie film he was riding a horse and that was like the first ever two second clip of like actual film mm-hmm. and so that's like just like a small part, but also a big part when you think about like the storyline collectively. Because yeah. um, Hollywood is such a part of it, but it's so subtly sprinkled in there. Yeah. But yeah. You know, I want to see it. You should totally see it. I, I, yeah. I just know it's a little scary. I don't yeah, know if you would want to see it, but yeah. All right. Moving on <laughs> to Bachelorette talk. Which, I mean, this wasn't a big week. We don't have a whole lot to discuss about The Bachelorette this week, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like, we could go in-depth, but it just doesn't feel worth it. Because the main thing that happened was we finally got a split. Yes. And it was messy. For sure. Rachel got her guys, Gabby got her guys, but there was some feelings hurt yeah in the process yeah so i guess just briefly rachel goes on a good one-on-one a really good one-on-one with zach which it's like sweet i mean i think he's kind of boring i think they are probably well matched for each other yeah so it's like okay rachel's got a good thing going you know some redemption yes from last week's one-on-one and gabby goes to the house to see all the other guys oh while my they're on their god date. and they and they do the shit every season where it's like I don't know if they just get in the group mentality of like, well, I don't want to be an asshole and like pull her aside. So no one pulls her aside. And then they kind of act like she's not even there. And they play football. Yeah. They're like playing. Like, football, are you kidding me? Acting like it's annoying. that she's And they're all there. just laughing at, as they play football. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to play anymore. And they don't even listen to her. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't even know if it is like, oh, I'm too, like, I don't want to pull her aside. It's like, they just don't even care that she's there, which Mm -hmm. is not how it's supposed to be when you're the bachelorette. And again, it's just showing more like, um, what's the word? Just like undermining these women's confidence. Yes. You know, making them feel like they do not actually have the power in the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, so then Gabby goes on a one-on-one with, Erich. Erich. And her grandpa, which was like, okay, damn. It goes pretty well. Gabby has a breakdown because she's just struggling this week. Because, you know, and it... I mean, I I liked what she was saying. At times it felt a little bit like 
well, I'm not like other bachelorettes. Yeah. But I mean, it's true, but it felt a little like. She was like, like, I'm not the perfect bachelorette. Yeah. I'm imperfect. And we're like, sis. Like, let's just chill. I mean, I agree. I love Gabby. And I do think she's been more open and. She's being real, more real than other people normally are. There's like a personality, I feel like, that a certain bachelorette has. Yeah. But like that they cast people for. Yeah. But. But I'm also I like, feel like they give fun people too. Yeah, I'm like, it's not like every bachelorette has she's, been like cookie cutter. Perfect. Yeah, she's asking. Like, I just watched Caitlyn's season. It's like Caitlyn is very Gabby vibes. Yeah, Caitlyn and Gabby would be like friends. Yeah, and then Rachel, I would say, is more hmm, because she's kind of like Rachel. I would say is like kind of a boring bachelorette, very much how you would expect romantic, like, like very immersed into the like process and like going with what they want. And I would say, because, like, Katie would more lean towards, like, the Gabby side. Michelle might be more of a Rachel vibe. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, I'm, like, who's Gabby thinking of Michelle? Because I guess Michelle was very put together, very, like, good at being the Bachelorette. Yeah, and then, like... Still didn't work out. Claire doesn't go with any of them. Claire, yeah. Taysha would probably be more lean towards... What I honestly didn't watch Taysha's season fully, so, like, was Taysha more, like, Rachel or Gabby? I feel like more Rachel. Yeah, I mean, Taysha was really good, too, but I feel like Taysha was definitely more interesting than, than Rachel. Like, than Rachel, yeah. yeah. But still, yeah, I would say she was... Personality-wise, she's not as, like, silly. Yeah. Caitlyn is, like, the OG, like, yeah, silly, quirky girl. <laughs> and I feel like Hannah B also was pretty, <gasps> Yes, like, you're so right. Hannah funny. B was, like, funny, silly, weird. She's weird. Unique. She's Herself. a weirdo. But, like, I love... Those were my favorite seasons. Yeah. It's, like, so it's kind of like Gabby... Like, sis, it's okay. Like, it's fair to compare yourself directly to Rachel because she's your co-bachelorette. Yeah, which is kind of what it it turned into. Yeah. Well, also, we do need to remember that what happened, but I think this was before her one-on-one where all the dudes were saying that they were going for Rachel and not Gabby. No, I think that was on the two, when it was both of them on the group date. I think that was before her one-on-one. I think it went Rachel's Rachel's one-on-one. Oh, you're right. And then Gabby's one-on-one. And so, like, on the one-on-one beforehand, the dudes were all like, I choose Rachel. No, but remember, because at the rose ceremony, Gabby was like, that's how I felt last night, talking about the group date. So I think it was. was. I think it was the two one-on-ones, the huge group date, and then the rose ceremony. Oh, okay. Because it was kind of like, Eric seemed, I mean, Eric was fine. Gabby kind of has a breakdown because they're talking about their families and so her mother comes up. And I don't know if Eric watched, I feel like he didn't, (laughs) watch her season. season. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, Gabby. And I mean, it'll come up again because obviously that's something that Gabby's like very open about and it's like a very sad. Her mom. and Yeah, where she just didn't receive any love from her mom and it's like a void in her life um, or like a traumatic aspect of her childhood. So she, like, goes off. She's starting to feel like, I'm too damaged to be the Bachelorette. Like, I can't handle this emotionally. And Eric's just kind of, like, sitting there he for really a long time. He really is just time. sitting there. And I don't know. I mean. He's just not very animated. Maybe that's a yeah. good way to describe it. And I, it's just hard to know what he's thinking. Because yeah. he's just kind of sitting there and not really giving her much, like, facially. Yeah. So maybe he's just not good at dealing with emotions. I don't know. There's something about Eric that makes me, like sus sus yeah. i feel like he could low-key be a bad guy but maybe he's just kind of awkward and not even <laughs> awkward but just like not very emotionally intelligent yeah 
you know? Which is, like, probably 50%. Yeah. If not more. <laughs> yeah. So, then Gabby comes back, and it's, like, I feel like Gabby kind of gives him more credit than, like, what he actually did. She really did. She was, like, like, she was, he, like, was he so... did so great. But I'm, like, they made it look like he just, like, sat there while she was, like, sitting with a producer crying. Yeah. Which, like, that's just, like, like, yeah. I was just shocked by that. But it's, like, who knows? And it felt like she was away for, like, 10 or 15 minutes and he was just sitting there silently like just like yeah like he doesn't even like really get up yeah it's like weird yeah and then but so they were i mean not even reconcile it's not like they were like arguing but it's like gabby comes back and they like you know embrace and they're making out and she gives eric the rose and she sits on his lap yeah she sits which that one is that i kind of liked i was like i like we don't really see that where like they kind of crossed from where they're supposed to, quote unquote, supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. And she like sat in his lap and like talked to him and like kissed him. It yeah. Cute. So it's like, I like them together. I wish he had given more. We need more from him. We need more from him. So like, I'm sus, keeping an eye on it. Um, yeah. So yeah, Gabby's just kind of fragile going yeah, into all of sweetie. this. You know? And then. The group date. The group date. So it's like the biggest group date ever. It's a two on 19. And they're at the football stadium, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do they even play? Like, I don't even remember what they do. Do they even like play football? No, they were in fancy outfits, everyone. Oh, yeah. It was like they were all dressed up really nice. It was more just to be in the brand new stadium because they just built a new stadium in LA. What like activity did they do? I don't think they really did an activity. I think it was more just like talking to the girls. Damn. It wasn't like a like oh we're gonna play football or like fight or anything yeah. like that. I think it was literally just like a like social, a social date. Yeah, I think you're right. Cause like, I'm like, what were the? I really think yeah, I think that's what it was. And they could have done some, but did they do something earlier in the day? That's what I'm wondering. <sighs> I can't remember. I'm like I just couldn't tell you. I don't know if it just wasn't memorable at all. It's possible. Yeah. So I can't remember. yeah, we'll just act like it's just this cocktail party vibe yes and it was really sweet but at first it looked rachel was vibing with all the guys rachel was like talking it up so much she's like i'm having the best she literally was like i'm having like the best night of my life yeah and then (laughs) gabby gets three guys who feel the need and i get they told the guys like we want you to be like thinking about both of us and then kind of like choosing like, be honest One with us. us. Yeah, be honest with us about, like, who you're feeling, who you want to, like, focus on. Focus on, yeah. But I'm like, but that doesn't mean you have to go, like, spend time, take time away from people who actually want to talk to Gabby to be like, hey, it's not you. I'm really leaning the other the other way. So we got, so these are some of the things we got from the, these three dudes back to back. The first one, I think, was just like, I'm going to go, I'm going to pursue Rachel. Second guy says, like, I'm going to be pursuing Rachel. I think you're a little too rough around the edges for me. Yeah. Which is like. Whatever that means. Okay, Hayden. I think you're. Fuck you. Like, it's like, it's like, it almost feels like he's being like, you're not like traditional and like what I expect a wife to be. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. That's what I kind of got. It's like, he's like, you have, you're almost like too much for me. Yeah. Which is just like, are you, you didn't have to say that. No. Exactly. It's completely unnecessary. And. Yeah. Yeah, it just is giving, like, insecure. Yeah. He's like, I don't think I could handle someone like you. Yeah. And then the worst. The worst. For last. Jacob. Jacob. Boo. Boo. So he's just so unnecessarily rude. He's Mm -hmm. basically like, 
even if it was just you here, I would leave. I wouldn't have the heart to continue. Almost, it almost makes it sound like it's like you make me sick. Like I wouldn't have the heart to continue. And he's like, but you're, but you're hot though. Yeah, but you're smoking. <laughs> like what, sir? It's just so rude. Like how could you possibly think that that's like a good thing to say, even if it was just you. Even if it was just you, I couldn't continue. It's like, it's just going back to what we've talked about in the past about how all the powers in the guy's hands still up into this next rose ceremony, him feeling like power, he feels like, oh, I can do this and I can say these things to you because there's another person that I could end up with. And it's, you know, if she was interested in him at all and he was, it was just her, the bachelorette, he would never have said stuff like that and he would have stayed. Yeah. He would not have, like, ever said words like that. No. Even if he found her mildly uninteresting. Yeah. So. That was disgusting. Yeah, it was really gross. So Rachel's feeling fantastic. She <laughs> gives out. Who does she give her she rose She gave to? her rose to, not Tino, maybe Avon? Avon. Avon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they go to the rose where they give the roses. And Rachel is like, like, I've had such a great night. <laughs> like girl read the room yeah and gabby looks like extremely uncomfortable next to her yeah and poor gab and i mean there's guys who really wanted to talk to gabby i mean why am i blanking on so many names i'm just which one is it jason no um who did she go on a date with last week nate nate we love nate oh god um yeah so nate like, would have killed to spend time with her. And I don't no. think he really got any time. I think Jason would have liked to spend time with her, didn't get any time. We have a vibe towards Jason. I know. We, we haven't like, seen we haven't much of Jason yet, but we're, like, like, standing Jason. And it's like, I've seen him in the previews a little bit, like, so I know he makes it a little bit, but I'm like, I feel a vibe. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, He's gonna, like, come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Underdog. So yeah, and Gabby's just like, I can't give out a rose. And Rachel genuinely looks shocked. She's like, what just happened? Yeah. Which it's is like, like could really- you not sense the exactly. vibe from her sitting right next exactly. to you? Exactly. When she like says those, she's like, I can't give a rose. And Rachel's like, <gasps> she's literally like, <gasps> and like then, her mouth is like, again. And you can tell she feels like bad or like feels for, I don't know. She's like, she like feels like weird or bad about it. Yeah. And so then like they walk to get up and it's the end of the, cer- the like, not ceremony, the end of the date. And Rachel's like, what the fuck? Like, what happened? Like, tell me what happened. She's like, do you want me to do something? Like, Rachel was about to go fight for her. <laughs> yeah. Like, Rachel was like, should we send these guys home, basically? Yeah. Like, the guys that said those things to her. And yeah. Gabby was like, I don't want you to do anything. <laughs> yeah, Gabby put it really well where she's just like, these guys are enjoying the fact that they can reject one of us. Like, they're getting off on that. Yeah. And so they both are like this just isn't gonna work so it's like finally we're gonna make some fucking rules as if we didn't shouldn't have had rules earlier like they should have had a draft and i get that you have to get to know the guys so i guess maybe yeah give it a little time it does make sense yeah it makes some sense but it's also like we should have just casted specific men with one of the women in mind but you know that they didn't do that because they love how fucking messy this is. Mm. And it really feels like it's like they can't both be happy at the same time. Like one of them has to be having a really bad time and one of them is having a really good time. Yeah. And hopefully now that we're splitting, that's not going to be the case because it's like that dynamic yeah. would have just gone on the entire season, I think. Um, I think I am starting to like 
I mean, I still don't like Rachel as much as Gabby, but I think I like her more. Yeah, it's just she's so just like. Uh... Yeah, I don't like her that much, but I think I like I do like her. I didn't. Yeah, like I li- I liked how she was like. That's you know she wasn't like well they like me so yeah or like and she wouldn't have done that but like she could have had a much like more like apathetic attitude yeah. towards that yeah I feel like she genuinely like you know cared about her friends' yes. feelings yes exactly um so then we move into the rose ceremony the next day so we skip the cocktail party. And we move right into the draft, basically. It's like the 2022 Bachelorette It was hype. Yeah, it was hype. At the watch night, we were like, yeah! Yeah, so the guys who already have the roses are waiting outside, like, separated in their teams, like, waiting for their other teammates to come out. Because, yeah, it's not like they return to the risers. It's like you get your rose and you go out and you join your team. (laughs) So... Rachel is feeling so good going into this. And I'm sorry, she was just getting a little too cocky. Yeah. And I'm like, do you have amnesia, girl? Like, just last week or the week before, on that small group date, multiple men, like, expressed that they weren't interested in you. She's like, I just can't imagine that happening Exactly. She was like, I could not imagine how anything, like, like Jason told you to your face. That he was interested in Gabby Knight. Yeah, so I'm like, let's not act like that's never happened to you. That was weird. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, girl, like, you're getting a bit too... Uppity. Uppity, yeah. So she's like, oh, I just hope this is okay for Gabby. Like, I just would be so... Like, I don't even know how I would... like someone rejected her. (laughs) Yeah, she's feeling way too confident. So part of me was like... I don't mind seeing her be a bit humbled. I wanted her to be humbled, but just, it was... This was, like, humiliating. Yeah, humiliating. Like, I wanted, like, maybe one, if not, like, two max. Yeah. Yeah. And clearly, when they're picking these guys, they've obviously gone through and picked their guys to where, like, they're content with... You know, that person either like, going home or not being for them. Like, Rachel like, and Gabby have talked to each other and know who they're picking, I think, yeah, before this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I doubt there's there were any, really, guys where it's like, ugh, well, who's going to get him? Like, yeah, we're going to fight exactly. for him. You know, it feels like there's clear enough lines. And they had, from what it looked like, they had more than enough roses for them, for almost every guy. I think all but one guy was going to get a Jacob? rose. Yeah. So, it was like, not a huge cut yeah at all so i think the first guy i don't remember his name because it's like we termaine ha- i think termaine yeah, yeah yeah where it's like we haven't even really seen much of him yeah rachel offers him the rose and he's like i hate to be that guy but i'm gonna have to say no so then he returns to the pool you know because mm-hmm. it's like oh maybe gabby but then gabby would have to make a game time decision Okay, let me change out one guy that I was gonna pick. And it's like, I just don't see them doing that. Yeah, also, and then I really do think at that moment, Jesse was like, what do I do? Yeah, no, he had no idea. Because he was like, like, kind of nervous about it. Yeah, and I don't know what, I mean, I'm glad that the men went with their hearts. But it's like, just take a rose. And then if you want some, if you want to switch teams, you can. Like, like, you just have to know that if you are a big enough player in the show, they will let you do whatever you want. Yeah, I and, guess I they mean, just they... overestimated their connection with yeah. Gabby. Yeah, which is which is valid. And, like, if you don't – if she's not – if you're not on her initial list, there's not much chance that you're going to get 
switch. That's the thing. You know yeah, it's I mean? like the decisions have been made. Like, it, yeah. So if like, she liked you enough to swap you with someone, like you would have been on her list in the first place, which is true. But the but like with taking a rose from like Rachel, it's like you should just stay, just see what happens. Yeah. Like it's like you should, like who knows what could happen. And like obviously we see in the in like one of the previews, like there's a guy I don't remember. I think it's like Logan, maybe. Yeah. Who's like I actually am interested in this person instead of this person, which we knew he was gonna cause problems. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think both of them got good guys i mean rachel has tino and zach which seemed great and then she has avid too she has, yeah she's she like also three has good guys yeah um which gabby just has nate and erich and oh and jason she's like three good guys yeah yeah so it's like you know i think they both have potential for someone yeah. that they would end up with there so rachel one rose rejected and then i want to say it was like literally the next one yeah they did it was and i don't even know who this man was like i can't now that i like i know who the last one was yeah because the last one was was a memorable one this guy like i really don't even know who he was it's like you're really gonna turn down a rose yeah who was it i don't know like i don't remember i can't even remember what he looked like okay couldn't tell you and it's kind of like really like really like take the fucking rose like gabby's not gonna pick you yeah and the cruelest part we haven't even said yet is that Jesse has to come out and it's like because that rose was rejected, she can't just give that to someone else. Like that is gone. It's dead. Now. The rose it's is dead. dead. <laughs> so he has to come and like take it from her hands. Pluck it out of and her hands. She's hand. like trying so hard not to cry. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. And then last but not least, Meatball. Meatball. <laughs> what are you doing? Because Meatball was just saying that. No, I remember what the big group date was. It was that photo shoot. <gasps> the photo. I completely I blocked forgot it out about of my photo mind. shoot. Meatball's like dressed like a baby. Avon's like giving birth to Meatball. So gross. Yeah, I think I just completely blocked it out of my mind. Yeah, same. Anyways, I- back to the rose <laughs> ceremony. Meatball has been saying like, yeah, I really don't know which one. And then it's like, I don't know. You just got like your confidence because you should know now there's two less roses those are in the garbage so it's like it's like really you're now all fighting for like two roses so meatball really meatball also turns down and that would be my breaking point like literally calling out meatball and he's like nah i know come on meatball take the fucking rose so then meatball returns to the stands and and then we end up having what four guys go home or five and jacob was never getting a rose which yeah. is satisfying yeah yeah so good riddance like... but he said like i'll never get up and be like you hot though yeah like like you look you're good. smoking you're smoking Disgusting. like what the fuck um but yeah i mean after that that's like basically the end of the episode but i would say the big thing that's like oh what's gonna happen is meatball might come back yeah i think he's Which, gonna i, I feel like i too. saw him and like if i was rachel as embarrassing as that is it's like why not why not yeah no. and it's like makes the teams more even yeah because gabby had more guys gabby i think she had like i think gabby has nine and she has eight with yeah, meatball with meatball if she takes yeah meatball. i think like it was seven and seven. nine because gabby didn't give out the group day rose which i think also just meant that that rose was dead yeah so maybe that's why Jacob was going to go home. If it wasn't for that, then everyone would have gotten a rose. Because now we're down. Yeah, we have eight and seven guys. Like, we're halfway through the season on yeah. any regular season. Exactly. Um, 
And it has to be single elimination from here on out. Yeah. Well, normally they cut it from like eight to five. I think they'll, I don't think it'll just be single. I think it'll be sometimes, I don't think, I think it'll be like maybe one Gabby, or but like two. I think it'd be like two every time. Or I want to say sometimes it even goes like because they're eight but to for, four. For, but for hometowns, they're just doing two people each. Yeah, and that's like true. I think hometowns maybe three. I don't know. I just knew that they were doing like two people. I think for hometowns, which would mean that maybe they would do two dates with the final two. I yeah. don't know. It's confusing. They it's should never confusing. do this again. No, Bachelor would never this do horrible. this again. Just choose one person. It should have just been Gabby. Yeah. Because I think Gabby's problems that are arising, I mean, I think she's still, of course, like, her mother, that's still, like, a traumatic thing, and that would factor in. Yeah. But I think her breakdown this week had everything to do with the fact that Rachel's also there, and she's being directly compared to Rachel. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Rachel was feeling so good, and now Rachel's, like, humiliated. And now we move on to single. Oh, boy. And now we see, yeah, one of Rachel's guys is even going to defect to Gabby, probably. And maybe the same will happen to one of Gabby's guys, but... Yeah. Mama Mia. So, are they all going to be on the cruise ship? I think so. I think cruise ship is next. So, it's, like, all of them on the cruise. Everyone. So, of course, like, it's still going to be messy. It's not like we're yeah. completely dividing. I don't think, yeah, it's not like they're going to be staying in separate places, doing different things. Because it kind of made it seem like it was like, okay, parting ways. Good luck, girl. To me, it felt that way. Like, it was like, we're not, like, even really going to interact much anymore. Oh, I thought that it would. I thought that they would. I, I thought we'll that see. they would, like, be still just seeing each other just as often. Just, like, maybe not on dates together. Yeah. It's possible. Like, be meeting up, being like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. But. Yeah, so, gonna be interesting. Yeah. Gonna be a mess. I'm sure it will end in heartbreak and disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. I feel like Loki, I feel like Rachel's gonna end up with someone. Yeah. I don't know if Gabby will. And I've said, I just know, I feel like in the end, we're going to be like Tino. Like, pick Tino. It's going to yeah. be like, Tino's the obvious one that you should pick, and she's not going to pick him. Tino is like... Ugh. That's the vibe she gives me. Tino. Yeah, she's going to do like a Michelle. Like a Michelle, where it's like, pick Joe or Brandon. Yeah. Either of them were like more we, reliable. Like, we were definitely team Joe, but like, Brandon would be just as good. I just don't see them. I just see her being like a woman and him being like a baby. Yeah. But... And now Nate is moving to LA to be a Model. model and is like super cringe yeah he's always been like i've always felt that way but i was like giving him the benefit of the doubt because like michelle would not date someone like that yeah but just kidding she would yeah so we'll see gabby i'm worried about eric i think jason's gonna come come in, in strong and i think i think it's gonna be jason and What's his name? Nate. Nate for the final two. Yeah. But th- okay. This Again, is just but like, this is just me. Prediction. This is just me assessing from like the footage that they have of like the future, like see- the future parts of the season. And her and Nate's breakup doesn't look like because they they show videos and it's like I'm like there's no way they're not breaking up in that in the previews. Oh, I don't remember seeing that. This wouldn't be this week's previews. This is our season previews. Yeah. And there's, like, a scene where, like, Nate has his arm around her and she's, like, sobbing. And he, like, looks like he's, like, 
Oh, I don't remember. I'm that. like, they're definitely breaking up. Like, I don't think they're going to end up together. But if you like, but in that breakup scene, I bet you it's going to be her saying that she doesn't think she can be a mom. Yeah. It's what yeah, I'm I, I don't, just don't think that's, I think that's going to be the reason. Yeah. And I bet you that won't be final two. I bet that'll be like final three. Yeah. Or final I four. I could see that. Yeah. But then I'm like, I can't even remember like other guys. I know. Someone said Spencer. No. Which I don't think he's cute at all. I don't think he's cute. Ew. Gross. But yeah. Lots of tea coming up. But we did want to mention. So since Eleanor is moving to Knoxville, we will not be leaving the pod. We will be attempting to continue via Zoom. Um, but recording still on Anchor, which is our platform that we record on. So hopefully, um, you guys will still be continue to see videos, videos slash podcasts of us in the future. Yeah, hopefully we'll get it smoothed out and ready to go next week. But it may be some trial and error. Yes, but we're really excited to continue the pod, even though we'll be in different locations. Watch this space. Oh, yeah, right. baby. Well, once again, it's a long one. <laughs> we said it was going to be a short one. It happens, man. It happens. Might be our longest yet. (laughs) Oh, well. All right. Adios, sisters. Bye.